And then there were 16 left in the FIFA World Cup 2018. That's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, we'll wrap up the pool stages of the tournament. Uh, we'll look at how things are going, uh, who's been scoring all the goals, what are the big talking points, uh, and then we move ahead. Uh, so let's get into it. for your daily dose of sporting agenda your audio edition of the fox sports homepage the splash with your host phil Pryor, and joined alongside football journalists for the fox sports website firstly carly adeno how are we a little bit tired a little bit good. tired <laughs> they both started at 4am this morning yeah. doing well jake rosengarten you too thanks for having me again phil it has been a long night slash morning Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, in what was a bit of a, a snooze fest slash, uh, I suppose, tank fest <laughs> between uh, England and uh, and Belgium. Are we allowed to use that terminology? I don't think FIFA are listening. I think we'll get away with it. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, was, um, it was a strange one, that. Both obviously had already qualified for the, the knockout stage and neither really wanted to win that desperately, knowing a win would see them win the group and actually earn them a harder route. Mm. Um, so it was a bit strange. Even that cracking goal by Yanazaj wasn't overly celebrated. but um, mm. Except by Michi Batshuayi. Except Bacuay. by Michi <laughs> well, who provided one of the greatest moments of the World Cup so far. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, the teams playing last night are able to look ahead and basically uh, pick their destiny in, in a sense. Uh, England uh, and Belgium kind of wanting to avoid... Uh, one side of the draw that contains the likes of France, Brazil, uh, Uruguay and Portugal as well. Um, and to end up on that side of the draw, you have to finish second uh, in, in the group, um, in uh, Group G. So that's a weird one. Uh, Belgium and England uh, resting a lot of their stars uh, to hopefully end up on the other side of the draw essentially and, um, and meet Colombia first up. It was actually an interesting talking point in in the lead-up to the clash because you had both managers come out and sort of discuss it a little bit. And uh, I know there was definitely quotes from Roberto Martinez, the the coach of Belgium, talking about the fact that they didn't necessarily want to win this game, (laughs) which is really not a great look when Mm. you're at football's biggest tournament and everyone wants to be there and wants to play and wants to win. It's a conversation had uh, all around the world, but particularly in America with the likes of the NBA and and uh, the NFL, where the lower down, the higher up the draft pick you get, obviously, in the next year. So that uh, those competitions are still trying to work out what is the solution. Do, do you think there's a, an, a better solution in football to avoid farcical situations like last night? In this instance, um, I'd like to see the World Cup move into a... Uh, follow the lead of UEFA with the Champions League. Um, create the draw after the teams are through to the round of 16. That way, no one knows their fate. And uh, you don't have snooze fest, tank fest allegations <laughs> like we saw last night where everyone essentially wants to avoid a certain outcome. So what happens when it gets to that point? Is it um, sort of random or is it based on sort of rankings and seedings? How does it actually work? Um, I think it's an interesting interesting theory. Um, I personally wouldn't mind seeing it just sort of come out of a hat because I think you would you would see some really interesting matchups <laughs> where, uh, at both ends of the scale. I mean, ultimately... You still want that incentive, though, to finish higher up in the in the group, right? Yeah, so it should probably be seeded. Yeah. And, um, 
Yeah, so that you get those, uh, you get rewarded for, for, for a good showing in the group stage so that everyone's still striving for top spot. Yeah. I guess FIFA's attempt at trying to avoid what we saw last night was the simultaneous kickoffs, which is, is great, but, mm. um, yeah, obviously doesn't completely eliminate the problem. Yeah, and, and speaking of that, of course, um, also what happened overnight was kind of interesting in Group H where Japan, uh, they were down 1-0, um, but they knew that at that point of the match, they were going to go in ahead of Senegal based on the fair play ruling in terms of yellow and red cards. Um, and so basically in that final 10 minutes of Japan and Poland, both sides were pretty content just to pass it around and, and not much more than that. That was a little bit embarrassing uh, as well, really. <laughs> it's such a heartbreaking way for Senegal to go out. I mean, you talk about penalties being heartbreaking, but to go out on the number of yellow cards picked up is mm. is really harsh. Um, I really thought the football gods would have stepped in here and, and Senegal might have found yeah. uh, a goal in that final 10 minutes and made Japan look silly for not trying to play. Yeah, it would have been somewhat uh, somewhat fitting, maybe. I mean, considering Senegal have been one of the one of the teams at this tournament, they're everyone's second team. Everyone loves them. They dance around the training park. They love it. There's videos on Facebook going viral all the time of them dancing. They're they're uh, they're just a they're just a fun side. <laughs> they're an interesting they're an interesting interesting outfit. And for them to go out like this is just an injustice. I'm gonna say. So what's yeah? What's what's your take on on that being the 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 deciding tiebreaker? And and what do you think? potentially should happen if, if you don't necessarily agree with it. I, I don't know. There has to be a better way, though. I'm, there has, well, I can't even remember how it used to be done before, but it just seems... And the, and the, the irony of Japan going through on fair play when they were criticised for time-wasting and they actually could have picked up yellow cards for time-wasting, <laughs> it just didn't. Um, it just doesn't sit well. I'm yeah. not sure what the solution is, though. If you get both teams to have a quick penalty shootout against each other, I don't Play, know. Playing in different cities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it'd be an Pick interesting one. Game of FIFA or something. <laughs> it's definitely an Two irony. Two captains meet in a uh, quick game of uh, scissors, paper, rock. It'd be yeah. an interesting one. Look, I mean, eSports is taking the world by storm, so yeah. maybe they do have to sit down for a, a FIFA clash. That would be... that would. I think EA Sports are licking their lips at the prospect yeah. of that one. <laughs> or even just the fact that we're talking about it. <laughs> Um, yeah, look, we, we do have one day off, I believe, to, uh, sort of catch our breath. I, I doubt you guys have a day, a day off in this process. Um, I do actually have tomorrow off. So, oh, so that's a win. Lovely. That's a, that win. Is, that's, yeah. that's a massive win. Um, so what kind of, uh, content are we sticking on the website between now and the round of 16 getting underway to make sure that everyone's up to speed with, uh, with all the action moving forward. Yep, we'll, uh, we'll have you covered on all, uh, on all bases. Today we've already had up the, uh, the team of the group stage. A few interesting picks there. Um, we've got coming an ultimate guide for the round of 16 and, and onwards. We've also got all the fixtures up there for you in one handy guide. Um, you'll have a winners and losers from the group stage. Who's, what are the talking points? Who's come out on top? Who's, who's perhaps come out a bit, uh, a bit not looking, uh, not looking great. Uh, cough, Germany, cough. Um, you'll uh, we'll probably... winners and losers. That's a Fox Sports favourite. Oh, yeah. um, that and burning questions are the the big go to. <laughs> burning questions when a when a big story breaks, head to the Fox Sports website for the burning questions yarn. This uh, is what I am learning too. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So t- yeah, talk us through maybe a couple of winners and a and a couple of losers that uh, you, you're thinking right now. Um, look, 
winners wise, you've got a you've got a few interesting interesting winners. I, I think personally, and this this will be in this yarn. I can tell you that right now. Sweden are a very interesting winner from from this mm. group stage, drawn in a group of death of sorts with the likes of Mexico, Germany, and uh, South Korea. Yeah, they've come out come out smelling smelling rosy. They've got yeah. um they, they've topped the group. They've decided to leave Zlatan Ibrahimovic at home. They're a long time talisman, and yeah. and here they are coming out on top. They've got a they've got a winnable clash in coming up against Switzerland. Yeah, um, they're they're looking great. Um, another one, arguably England are a winner of this group stage. The hype, it's coming home, is uh, is a phrase being being tossed around uh, uh, voraciously on, on the internet. <laughs> well, um, if they're to beat Colombia in the round of sixteen, they have the winner of that Switzerland Sweden clash in the in the quarters. They, ju- I think things because are just aligning. They tanked this morning. <laughs> they tanked. Things just seem to be aligning for England somehow. Even this, you know, the clash against Colombia. James Rodriguez went off injured. And he could be a doubt for that game. So mm. they landed themselves on the easier side of the draw. Um, the hype is building. And who knows? It could be perfectly lined up for them for football to come home. Well, that's that's the interesting thing about this draw is that out of... So those two clashes, you've got England and Colombia. Um, and then you've got Switzerland and Sweden. So that's that's a, that's a semi-final. The, the, mm. the, the two win it, like some of those the winners there. Um, and that, like... Teams, teams that haven't been at, at this position of a cup for a long time, you, you're going to see a big, a big shift in the world order of football yeah. or this tournament, and that's that's been happening from from your Germany's, your Argentina's. I mean, your two finalists have been mm. have been the two yeah. the two biggest disappointments in this in this in this tournament so far. Yeah, arguably. for sure. I did draw England in the uh, in the World Cup uh, work sweep, so I'm pretty happy about that at this point. Well, I drew Switzerland, so we could come up okay. against each other. Interesting, interesting. <laughs> we might have to. Uh, raise the stakes as well. I think maybe a couple of coffees on the line could be could I be think, in uh, order. I think Carly needs a few coffees at this <laughs> yeah, point. Yeah, I need a few more than a few. <laughs> <laughs> By this point, I'm sure all the Splash listeners out there are aware uh, of a competition that uh, Fox Sports and Samsung are running, teaming up, uh, of course. Uh, but in case uh, you've been living under a rock so far in the World Cup tournament, uh, to win a Samsung Series 7, 65-inch Q7 QLED 4K TV uh, valued at over $5,000. Tell us in 25 words or less, what's your favourite Tim Cahill goal for Australia and why go to foxsports.com.au forward slash win to compete, complete an entry form. Uh, points are being handed out for creativity there. So once again, foxsports.com.au forward slash win to complete an entry form and guys, it, it seems like perhaps there will be no more Tim Cahill goals for Australia. Can I just say, to be creative in that competition, my favourite Tim, Tim Cahill goal should be the goal that should have been scored against Denmark <laughs> if he had been brought on in the last yeah, 15 minutes. Yeah, that is very creative. But um, <laughs> I, I don't think and there will be any more international goals for Tim Cahill, yeah. sadly. Well, actually, the interesting talking point out of this whole uh, Tim Cahill potential uh, retirement situation has been Mark Bosnich came out the other week. Our very own uh, Bosnich came out mm. and suggested we should have, we should have a, a big farewell game for our greatest ever Socceroo thus far. I agree. That's appropriate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, in on on Australian soil. Mm. Um, look, and I, I don't want to dive too deeply down the Tim Cahill rabbit hole any further, but the moment he came on in that game against Peru, stuff happened. Uh, and it, it, it just, it, it created even more sort of question marks as to how this whole situation played out. Is that just sort of casual fill 
um, being biased towards that um, scenario or outcome? Or do you more astute football watchers agree that Tim Cahill, even at um, his current age and fitness level and, and everything else, um, was our sort of most dangerous-looking uh, player up forward throughout the World Cup in, in that brief period? You know, obviously... Aside from the young 19-year-old superstar coming through as well, Daniel Arzani. I think it would have been good to see the two of them a bit more because I think the glimpses that we saw of the two of them playing together would have been nice to see more of them. Um, In terms of him making an impact, unfortunately in the Peru game, it was already too late by the time he came on. Mm. Socceroos were 2-0 down already. But yeah, it would have been good to see him, yeah. like I mentioned, against like, Denmark. Yeah, he, he he managed to to get his head on the ball once in the box. It, it, admittedly, not a, uh, a great opportunity. He had a shot blocked, which was on target um, by a defender in front of him. And then, of course, he probably uh, should have had an opportunity to, to bury one. But um, Bayic's cross, uh, just a little bit off the mark. So straight away, you know, he, was, he seemed to be in the thick of it. Yeah, I think it's interesting Carly brings up that, that Arzani-Cahill connection because mm. there has been somewhat of a, I don't know whether to call it a father-son dynamic or is it a bromance <laughs> a, or I, a, I don't really know what's going on. A mentorship, whatever. Yeah. I mean, they, there's 19, 18 years separating the two of them. Yeah, we've seen, I mean, essentially, Tim Cahill could be Daniel Arzani <laughs> age-wise, but I mean, we've seen a lot of pictures coming out of training camps and out of sessions um, of the two together. And I mean, mm. obviously, they played together at City and yeah. they've got a bit of a connection and it's been good to see Timmy take on that leadership role within the side. And I think that speaks volumes to whether or not, obviously, he could have contributed a little bit more on the field, you would, you would think. He, he did have an impact in, in that time. It's hard to argue he didn't. But there were definitely other factors of his worth to this squad during this tournament. And I think that is definitely one of them. Watching mm. Daniel Lazzari yeah. yeah. hit, hit the world stage in the way that he did. He's being linked to clubs like Juventus and Manchester City. And he six months ago, uh, December, I believe, he, he made his debut in the A-League for Melbourne City. Well, I know that there was even, even after Tim left Melbourne City, he kept in contact with Daniel Lazzari for... Yeah. Okay. Ever since he left, they obviously built up a good connection, and Tim took Daniel under his wing, and he will continue to do so. He'll provide some sort of advice, and you know, just be an ear for to listen to for for Azani. And I mean, w- what a good person to have in your corner when you're making these sort of decisions for your future. Yeah, and it, it tells me he was. Uh, involved in um, some of those City Academy products and he was being a mentor to some of those uh, younger players. Tim can be quite a polarising uh, figure in Australian football, obviously not short on self-confidence. Um, but, yeah, it tells me that uh, that Tim has been doing some good work behind the scenes, developing some of our uh, younger prospects, which is really positive. Mm-hmm. Um, look, let's keep... Moving forward, though, uh, maybe we can make a little bit of a, a, a quiz out of this. I've, I've uh, taken note of some of the stats to come out of the group stage at the World Cup. Um, first things first, not really uh, that much of a surprise, but uh, Harry Kane uh, tops the goal scorers after that uh, hat-trick uh, recently. He, so he leads the way in the golden boot race with five goals. Lukaku and Cristiano Ronaldo right behind him on four. Um, but which team, which international side do you reckon has scored the most goals at this World Cup so far out of the group stage? Hmm. That's a good question. Uruguay? They've only scored five, I'm pretty sure. Mm. I think Croatia has scored oh, yeah. seven or eight. That's not a bad shout. Belgium with uh, nine. Of course. Oh. They, scored, they scored five against 
Tunisia. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So England uh, wouldn't have been far off that. England would have had eight. Yeah, they'd be yeah. right up there yeah. as well. Um, it. Uh, so most attempts on goal though, Neymar with seventeen. Um, most so, rolls over. Yeah. Well, yeah, that one too. That Just too yeah. Looked at the website yesterday. Saw that <laughs> video we clipped up. Um, here's an interesting. One. Who do you reckon has covered the most distance? Just throw a name out there because obviously this is uh, a pretty out there statistic. Kante. I actually read this this morning. That's right. the thing. I'm trying to remember who it was. Um, Kante? Uh, Kante? N'Golo Kante is a good guess yeah. for France. Um, I did read this. I'm trying to remember who it was. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll give you a clue. He he, uh, he was involved in Australia's group. group Christian three. Eriksen. That's yeah. who it was. Christian oh, Eriksen. Yeah. I think he covered, what was it, about 36 kilometers yeah, in yeah, three games. Six. Not bad. <laughs> it's twelve average of 12 Ks a game. Not bad for a Spurs player. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shots fired. <laughs> the gunner over here. <laughs> uh, and Germany... Um, uh, mounted the most attacks at goal, can you believe, with 252. Uh, see you later, Germany. So mm. uh, they had similar problems to Australia. Couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. Well, that really. was another no inter- interesting statistic that came out this morning is that after Panama scored this morning, every side has now scored twice. And who are the only team to not score from open play at this tournament? The Socceroos. The wow. only team? Yep. Wow. I believe so. Really? Jeez. See, just one quality striker away from the round of 16. Yeah. We made it all the way to that. Um, France uh, v Denmark match before a nil-all draw happened as well, I'm pretty sure. Uh, really, I'd, I'd love to actually go back and sort of compare to previous tournaments. But That's that's the highest. That's the highest we've ever seen. Okay, so 122 goals out of the group stage. That seems like a lot of goals. Um, Extraordinary. An average of 2.5 per game. Uh, football's in pretty safe hands right now, it, it seems. Um, yeah. you, you know, back here in Australia, we're talking about the state of the game in AFL and rugby league has its issues. Football, though, goals are being scored, that's for sure. There's been a bit of help from the VAR. I'm sure that's contributed that's to, the, to the high yeah. goal yeah, score. A- but it hasn't been too controversial, which has been good. It would be great to quantify uh, the impact that VAR has had um, in some of the – because I, I'm pretty sure like probably three-quarters of the – VAR decisions where VAR was used um, in a decision, three quarters have resulted in a penalty or a, or a, a goal being scored as opposed to a penalty being taken away, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, I think so. I think that has something to do with the fact that the refs are maybe being a little bit cautious when awarding a penalty, knowing that they can be checked. Yeah. So they're, they're yeah. erring on the side of caution and then waiting for the VAR to it's confirm been, maybe their initial... It's actually been one of the great um, symbols of, of football because it's one of those things where... it was Actually, Australia was the best possible example of it. In that first game, we get we get called a penalty against us for that risen tackle on Griezmann and we're going, we're going, oh, bloody VAR. We hate the VAR. And then the next game, here we go. Handball. We got a handball from Poulsen. We're in. We've scored. How good. Yeah. We love the VAR. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, <laughs> it's just one of those things that if it's going well for you, you love the VAR. If it's going yeah. down there for you, oh, bloody it. VAR. Get rid of it. What are they doing? Of course. We and saw it the and whole you're, you're, seeing, you're seeing those players as well kind of uh, go over and plead with the referee doing their, their TV action <laughs> as well. Um, great podcasting, um, making out those. <laughs> Did you want to say something, Carly? Oh, no. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> scenes, scenes. It's just creating a lot of scenes, I guess. Yeah, oh, for sure. Now, should we look ahead to the, the round of 16 or is that is that going to too deeply into it. Uh, I could read out the games. What do you reckon? Yeah. I think so. 
Let's do it. All right. So on, uh, and we'll, we'll talk in Australian time here. Um, we have France and Argentina taking place uh, on Sunday morning, so Saturday night essentially at midnight, um, and then at 4 a.m. on Sunday, Uruguay taking on Portugal. Um, and then Monday, we've got Spain v. Russia um, and Croatia v. Denmark. So pretty much all of this, the round of 16 action, there's a midnight game and then a 4 a.m. game. Um, so not a lot of uh, additional sleep for, for you guys to look forward to in the, in the coming days. None, <laughs> absolutely none. Brazil v. Mexico on Tuesday morning, uh, as well as Belgium v. Japan. Uh, and then on Wednesday morning, Sweden and Switzerland and Colombia and England. Which game really jumps out at you? In terms of quality um, and in terms of like sheer, what a blockbuster. You're going to have to say France-Argentina despite yeah. all of Argentina's yeah. troubles. That that game could be a final <laughs> in, yeah. in any other yeah. World Cup. Like Sweden, Sweden, Switzerland is a tough one to call. They've both been quite impressive. Um, yeah, I, I actually have no idea what. What's going to happen? I've got, um, I've got, I had a crack at, at trying to predict who's who's going through in all these games before this, and I've got question marks written down on three games. I've got Uruguay Portugal, a very interesting one. You got the likes of Luis Suarez against Cristiano Ronaldo, and you got it's just a it's just a tough one to predict. Uruguay have had three games, three clean sheets, three wins. Portugal have Cristiano mm. Ronaldo. <laughs> you can't write them off. <laughs> um, you got Sweden Switzerland, as Carly was saying, and then Colombia versus England. Very interesting game. James Rodriguez plays. It's it's really nip and tuck. It's it's two good sides going yeah. at each other. I mean, potentially the difference there will be in the midfield. Um, Look, Ru- Russia have um, worked this out for themselves pretty nicely as well. Mm-hmm. If they can get through um, a, a sort of an up and down Spanish outfit in the round of sixteen, the draw potentially really opens up. It's then the winner of Croatia Denmark, and then the the other side of that uh, sort of bracket is. Sweden and England and Colombia and Switzerland. So they might have a um, a really friendly run all the way, uh, the, the host nation. Unbelievable. Who yeah, who would, have, who would have picked that? I mean, I th- they've done so well just to get out of their group. I wonder if, if they feel like, okay, they've done enough now or the home support's going to get them through against Spain. It's mm. going to be a much harder game for them than they've yeah. had this World yeah. Cup and I just can't see Spain losing that one somehow. Yeah. Yeah, definitely agree. I think Spain, uh, despite their uh, their uh, ridiculous split on the <laughs> tournament with the manager, they've actually they've had their troubles in the group stage, but they still look a good side. Yeah, the likes yeah. of Isco, Diego over. Costa, they, they're great players. Like, yeah. you, you cannot write these guys off. They're, yeah. they're quality. So we'll be back probably on Thursday morning to talk about um, uh, the quarterfinal stage, I suppose. So once the round of 16 games are over... Um, but just for the record, we put put you put yourselves out there now. Who's who's gonna take this thing out based on what you've seen? The whole thing. Who's going the all time. the way? Yeah, England. Wow, <laughs> that there is a big call. <laughs> I am gonna go Brazil because yep. from what I've seen them, and particularly of one man, and it's not Neymar. Philippe Coutinho has just been incredible in midfield. He's he's had a hand in everything. He's creating goals. He's scoring goals. He's been player of the tournament thus far for mine, and I think him and once Neymar hits some form and their defense is good, and I don't think they can be stopped, to be honest. Yeah. So, so this is going to be the year that a South American side wins the World Cup in Europe, you reckon? I think so. Okay, very interesting. Um, 
and just tell the listeners one final time, uh, and you got any tips for them in terms of uh, consuming our online content uh, in the next brief period of the World Cup? Just get into it. Yeah, there's, there's so much of it. There's a, a bevy of content waiting for you, so get online and consume it. Jump on, yeah, jump on uh, Fox Football on Facebook uh, and Twitter, of course. Uh, articles being posted all across there uh, all the time. Uh, and personally, your, your Twitter handles, perhaps, you, you guys on Twitter? Yes, Kyliadno226. And I am Jake Roz, Jake R-O-S-95. Lovely. Thank you very much for joining us today on The Splash, guys. Thank you. Awesome, awesome. Well done. Uh, and go and get some sleep. <laughs> That's a wrap. Thanks.